we are in the part 2 of the Aries Libra impact versus narcissist dynamic. Now you got to understand right off the bat, whenever these nodes appear in the 1-7 axis, that is, you know, ascendant and the opposite sign, the 7th house, they are the most guiding principles for you to determine whether you have more empathic qualities or more narcissistic qualities. It's just that simple. Keep it simple. And Rahu and Ketu both are influenced by the dispositor. In this case, Rahu being as the narcissist in Bharani. Now we come to the second part. And Ketu going swinging between Swati and Vishakha Nakshatra. Let us see that. Let's roll the intro. If you've seen the intro, skip it to the timeline below. First, the dictionary definitions. Who is an empath and who is a narcissist according to dictionary? Empath, a person who has strong capacity for empathy, the ability to understand and share the feelings of others, often to an intense degree. Psychological characteristics of an empath. Empathy, empaths deeply understand and share the emotions of others. Sensitivity. They are highly attuned to the emotional states of those around them. Intuition Empaths have a strong gut instincts and can sense the emotional distress in others. Compassion They possess a deep well of compassion and a desire to help others. Boundary challenges Big one Empaths may struggle with setting healthy emotional boundaries potentially leading to emotional exhaustion. Narcissists, a person who has an excessive and often unhealthy self-love or admiration, an inflated sense of self-importance and a lack of genuine empathy for others. Right away you can see both are opposites. Narcissists often seek constant admiration and validation from others while exhibiting manipulative and self-centered behaviors. Grandiosity. Narcissists have an exaggerated sense of self-importance and often believe they are superior to others. Need for admiration. They constantly seek admiration, attention and validation from others to bolster their self-esteem. <laughs> lack of empathy. Narcissists typically lack genuine empathy and struggle to understand or care about the feelings of others. Manipulation. They may engage in manipulative behaviors to maintain control and achieve their own goals, often at the expense of others. Fragile self-esteem. Despite their outward confidence, narcissists often have a fragile self-esteem that is easily wounded, leading to defensive or aggressive reactions when challenged. Now let us see the two dominant drivers of narcissism and empathy. Empaths, okay. We are considering for the purposes of this study Rahu as the narcissist when it is in the first house, Ketu as an empath when it is sitting in the first house. We are talking only the first house because that's dominantly where the ego resides. The egoness or the egolessness 
is empath versus dynamic, narcissist dynamic. So Rahu as a narcissist will give what? Exaggerated sense of self-importance. Rahu in the first house can contribute to exaggerated sense of self-importance leading individuals to overestimate their abilities and achievements. Seeking external validation, those with these placements may have a strong desire for external validation and may go to great lengths to gain recognition and admiration from others, often at the expense of genuine self-esteem. <clears throat> illusion of grandeur, Rahu's influence can create an illusion of grandeur, causing individuals to present themselves in a way that exaggerates their accomplishments and status. Materialistic pursuits, this placement may lead to excessive focus on material wealth and positions as a means of bolstering one's self-esteem and self-worth. See, Rahu lacks this. It wants to gain this. Manipulative behavior, Rahu in the first house can sometimes encourage manipulative behavior where individuals use deception or self-promotion as a means of maintaining their self-image and gain the admiration they seek. Ketu as an empath on the other side, marked in the charts here as you can see. Ketu is in the first house, here Rahu is in the first house as a narcissist, Ketu in the first house as an empath. What does Ketu behave as an empath? Deep empathetic insight, Ketu's detachment can paradoxically lead to deep understanding and empathy for others' experiences. As individuals with displacement often have a unique ability to perceive and sympathize with the underlying emotions and struggles of others. Non-judgmental empathy. They tend to offer non-judgmental empathy as detached nature to themselves allows them to accept people as they are without imposing their own beliefs or values on others. Emotional healing. Some with Ketu in the first house may have a natural gift for helping others and heal emotionally or spiritually, offering a safe space for individuals to explore their feelings and experiences without the fear of criticism. Intuitive empathy. Their intuitive nature may enable them to sense others' emotions without the need for verbal communication, making them practically attuned to unspoken emotions and needs, compassion and acceptance. They often possess a compassionate accepting disposition which can be comforting for those who seek understanding and empathy in their presence. Now let's examine the impact of planets which sit with Rahu in the first house for narcissism. We are talking only about Rahu now, first part. Okay, that's the narcissist dynamic, Rahu in the first house. What if Saturn sits with Rahu in the first house? What happens? Narcissistic tendencies suppressed. Saturn tends to suppress everything. Saturn's influence can sometimes act as a restraining force on the narcissistic tendencies. It may encourage the individuals to be more cautious about displaying overt narcissism. Emphasis on reputation. Saturn's presence may make the individual more concerned with their public image and reputation. They may strive to maintain a facade of responsibility and respectability. Controlled self-importance. While there may be still a desire for self-importance, Saturn can add an element of control and discipline, preventing narcissism from becoming too overt. 
important covert narcissism. We'll see that. Mars. What if Mars is placed with Rahu in the first house? Intensified narcissistic traits because Mars is a driver, Mars is aggressive. Mars can intensify narcissistic tendencies, making the individual more competitive and aggressive in the pursuit of recognition and admiration. Impulsive narcissism. Mars is very impulsive. The influence of Mars can lead to impulsive displays of narcissism where the individual seeks attention and dominance. Mars wants to dominate in a more aggressive and immediate manner. Impulsive. Ego-driven actions. Mars may drive the ego to the forefront, making the individual more focused on their own desires and needs, potentially at the exp expense of others. What about Sun and Moon? As a narcissist, if Moon is placed in the first house with Ra, conjunct, what can be the possibility of narcissism there? Emotional narcissism. Moon's emotional depth can contribute to a form of emotional narcissism where the individual's own emotional experiences needs to take precedence over the other. Sensitivity to narcissistic injury. Moon sensitivity can make the individual highly reactive to the perceived slights or criticism leading to defensive or narcissistic reaction, emotional reaction. There is emotion. Narcissistic validation. Moon's influence may drive the need for constant emotional validation, potentially creating narcissistic tendencies in seeking attention and reassurance. Sun. What about Sun? along with Rahu in the first house. Ego and self-importance. Sun represents the ego. When in conjunction or aspect to Rahu in the first house, it can amplify the narcissistic tendencies. Individual may be having exaggerated sense of self-importance, desire for attention. There is a strong desire for attention and recognition and the individual may go to great lengths to be in spotlight and receive praise and admiration. Charismatic Narcissism Sun's influence can make narcissism appear charismatic, confident, which can draw others in and create a magnetic personality. <clears throat> Resistance to Criticism Individual may be highly resistant to criticism as their ego is closely tied to their self-worth. They may react defensively or aggressively perceived slights. What about Jupiter or Venus along with Rahu in the first house? Jupiter, intellectual narcissism. Jupiter represents knowledge and wisdom. When in conjunction or aspect to Rahu in the first house, it can lead to a form of intellectual or philosophical narcissism. The individual may believe they possess superior wisdom and spiritual insight. Moral superiority. They may feel morally superior, believing they have a unique understanding of ethics and values that others lack. Proselytizing narcissism. Jupiter's influence may lead to a desire to share their beliefs and wisdom with others in a preachy, proselytizing manner. Resistance to contradiction. Individuals with this combination may resist contradictory viewpoints and may become self-righteous when challenged, viewing themselves as the holders of ultimate truth, the ego of Jupiter. Venus. Aesthetic Narcissism. Venus represents beauty and aesthetics. When conjunction or aspect to Rahu in the first house, it can contribute to a form of aesthetic narcissism. Individual may place excessive importance on physical appearance and beauty, vanity. 
charm and charisma. They may possess charm and charisma that draw others in using their physical attractiveness or social skills to gain admiration and validation. Materialistic narcissism. Venus influence can lead to materialistic narcissism where the individual judges their self-worth based on material possessions they have. Luxury, indulgence. Emotional manipulation. Individuals with this combination may use their charm and attractiveness to manipulate others emotionally seeking attention and affection. What about Mercury with Raho? In the first house, intellectual narcissism. Mercury represents intellect and communication. When in conjunction or aspect of Rahu in the first house, it can lead to intellectual narcissism, where one individual believes they are intellectually superior to others. Manipulative communication. Mercury's influence can make an individual skilled in manipulating communication to gain attention and control conversations. They may use language to enhance their image and deflect criticism. Need for recognition. There is a strong need for recognition of their ideas, opinions, Mercury's intellect. They may seek out intellectual debates and discussions where they can dominate and showcase their knowledge. Difficulty accepting differing views. Individuals with this combination may struggle to accept differing viewpoints and may dismiss or belittle opinions of others, contributing to a sense of intellectual superiority. What about the empath dynamic? Now let's see the empath characteristics. So Saturn in the first house with Ketu or the south node of the moon. Empathetic Detachment. Saturn's influence can create a sense of empathic detachment. Individuals with this placement may have a unique ability to empathize with others while remaining emotionally reserved and composed. Practical empathy. Saturn is very practical. They may express empathy through practical actions and responsibilities, such as providing stability and support to loved ones in a consistent, reliable manner. Structured compassion. Saturn can create structured, disciplined compassion where empathy is channeled in a focused, responsible way. They may even make this a profession. They approach empathy as a duty. Difficulty in expressing feelings. Saturn is a dry planet. It does not have feelings. While they understand and empathize with others, expressing their own emotions or connecting on an emotional level may be challenging to Saturn along with Ketu in the first house. Mars with Ketu in the first house. Empathy driven by action. Mars is action oriented. Mars can stimulate empathy through action and physical engagement. These individuals may show empathy by actively assisting others and defending those in need. Mars is a warrior planet. Protective empathy. They may display a protective form of empathy where they are highly supportive or loyal to those they care about. Protective, another aspect of Mars, ready to go to great lengths to ensure their well-being. Empathic courage. Mars influence can make them courageous in their empathic responses, unafraid to confront difficult situations and challenges on the behalf of others. Potential impulsivity. Mars is very impulsive. While Mars can enhance empathy, it may also lead to impulsive reactions triggers and sometimes without considering the consequences. What about sun and moon in the first house with Ketu as an empath? Moon. 
deep emotional empathy moon represents emotions when in conjunction or aspect to ketu in the first house it can create deep emotional empathy these individuals can connect with others on a profound emotional level sensitivity to others needs ketu is all about other when it comes in the first house that's what defines an empath they are often sensitive to needs and feelings of others making them compassionate and nurturing individuals instinctual empathy moon's influence can lead to an instinctual empathy where they respond naturally and empathetically to the emotions of others around them often without conscious effort emotional bonding they may form strong emotional bonds with others which can lead to heightened sense of empathy when those close to them are in distress sun empathy focused on identity sun represents one's identity and ego when in conjunction or aspect to ketu in the first house empathy may be closely tied to a deep understanding of personal identity and a willingness to empathize with others who struggle with issues of identity they may help other themselves find themselves empathy as a path to self realization individuals with this placement may view empathy as a means of self realization standing themselves better by empathizing with other struggles and journeys empathetic leadership sun's influence can make them natural leaders in empathetic roles guiding them and supporting them through their own empathic understanding of personal challenges what about mercury and jupiter with ketu in the first house mercury intellectual empathy mercury represents intellect and communication when in conjunction or aspect to ketu in the first house empathy may primarily manifest as intellectual understanding these individuals may empathize by analyzing and comprehending others thought processes and viewpoints empathy through communication they may express empathy through effective communication actively listening to others and providing thoughtful responses empathy in learning in mercury's influence with ketu in the first house can lead to love of learning about different perspectives cultures which can enhance capacity for empathy by broadening their understanding mental intellectual understanding of the world analytical empathy they may have a knack for breaking down complex emotions and situations into manageable parts making it easier for them to empathize with specific aspects of others experiences <clears throat> jupiter with ketu in the first house spiritual empathy jupiter represents wisdom spirituality and higher knowledge when in conjunction or aspect to ketu in the first house that's our basis for empathy empathy may be deeply rooted in spiritual or philosophical understanding jupiter the philosopher empathy as a path to wisdom individuals with this placement may see empathy as a means to gain spiritual wisdom and personal growth they may believe that empathizing with others they can expand their own consciousness jupiter also very egoistic by the way mentorship and guidance jupiter's influence can make them natural mentors and guides offering empathic support and wisdom to others on a spiritual and personal development universal empathy they may tend to have a broad universal perspective on empathy seeking to understand and empathize with the struggles of humanity as a whole transcending individual boundaries
What about Venus with Ketu in the first house as an empath? Aesthetic empathy. Venus represents beauty and aesthetics. When in conjunction or aspect to Ketu in the first house, empathy by this individual may be expressed through an appreciation for emotional beauty in life and emotions of others. Empathy, empathy through art and creativity. They may channel their empathy into creative pursuits such as art, music, literature to evoke and share emotions with others. Compassionate relationships. Venus can influence and lead to empathetic and compassionate interactions and relationships where they are attuned to the emotional needs and desires of others. Empathetic harmony. They may seek to harmony and emotional connection in their relationships above all as a means to create deeper and more meaningful bonds with others. So these are all the basic rules. But now we get into nakshatras and see how Rahu and Ketu with these planets can play out in the nakshatras because 27 different signatures are possible. Let's get into that. So now we come to the study of the second axis. We are taking only the one seven axis. If you remember last time we covered Ashwini, now we come to Bharani nakshatra. The nodes of the moon are heavily influenced by the 27 mansions of the moon, right? So that's what's happening here. So we have to go by each one of the 27 nodes. And as we transition through the nodes, you will observe that the tail of the other side of the axis will swing between two nakshatras. You will see this pattern. And I have covered this in Padas in the previous playlist Rahu Ketu study. You can go through that. I'm not going to cover Padas here. We are just studying the the psychodynamic of empaths and narcissists only in a personality and how it plays out. Okay. So here we go. The first one you got to see is Bharani, Rahu in Bharani, and I'm considering with the dispositor placed in the first house, which means to say dispositor in this case being Mars. Mars being placed along with Bharani in the first house. That's the most dominant play out of these characteristics you will see. On the other side, Ketu is in Swati Nakshatra. That's narcissist number one. Okay, Rahu in Bharani, Ketu in Swati. Swati being all about independence, Bharani being all about fiercely guarding what is necessary for transformation. Bharani is a very transformative nakshatra. Okay. So in that context, we will have two kinds of narcissism, as you can see. This is narcissist number one, as you can see, Rahu in Bharani, Ketu in Swati. And narcissist number two will be that, sorry, will be that. Rahu in Bharani and Ketu in Vishakha. See how that swings? Let me show you that once again. Rahu in Bharani, Ketu in Swati. That's one. Rahu still in Bharani and Ketu now in Vishakha. This will play out differently, folks. And we need to see the aspects of each one. So let's see first what Bharani means now. Bharani means all of this stuff. 
Let us just see that. So what happens when Rahu sits in Bharani? There, the top box, which you can see on that corner, right? Let us go through it one by one. And on this box on the right side, I have put the general characteristics of Rahu and Ketu on the plus side and on the minus side. When does more dominant characteristics of Rahu play out on the first side if dispositor is strong? When does it become weak if the dispositor is weak? Meaning the lord of the house in which it sits in, if it's in a weaker position, it will assume the negative side of Rahu. You can read up that on the left corner. Same with Ketu. So let's get into it. Intense desire for freedom. Rahu in Bharani signifies a strong, intense desire for personal freedom and independence. Okay, it amplifies it, especially if Mars, which is the dispositor in this case, being Aries, is sitting with in the same house as Bharani. Not necessarily the same nakshatra, although that will amplify it even further. So it's a question of degrees here. You've got to see the degrees of overlaps and degrees of amplification of the qualities. Hey, you might say we all are empaths and narcissists to a certain degree, but we are talking about the extreme versions of it. So Bharani's second quality is ambition and transformation. They will have a deep ambition and may go through profound transformation in their lives, shedding old identities and embracing new ones, especially with Mars Dispositor, because Mars is a very fiery planet. This can be very profound for Bharani Nakshatra Rahu in the first house, right? Rahu in Bharani and Mars sitting with it in the first house. Passionate and intense emotions. Rahu in Bharani can amplify emotions, making these individuals passionate and intense in their feelings and relationships. They may experience emotional extremes. Risk-taking. They are often risk-takers willing to take calculated risks in various aspects of life, which can lead to both successes and challenges. If you're a heavy risk-taker, this is an obvious conclusion, right? You will have great successes and great failures as well. Not all risks are very calculated. <clears throat> Sensual and sexual nature, symbolized by the womb, Bharani is very sexual in nature. There is a strong sensual and sexual aspect to their nature. They may have heightened interest in exploring their own sensuality and may be drawn to experience that involve intimacy and desire. Now you've got to understand the one seven dynamic here when we talk of sexuality. If Rahu is placed in the first house, depending upon Nakshatra and their quality, this is the quality of the Nakshatra which is being amplified, right? by Rahu. Rahu is amplification and if Mars is sitting there even more so. But the difference between Rahu sitting in the first house and Rahu sitting in the seventh house sexuality is very different. Rahu sitting in the seventh house wants to penetrate the other. It is driven towards the other. Rahu in the first house is you're feeling it all in the head. The sexual instinct might be the same, but how one perceives it is vastly different. One 
in the first house, it perceives within the head more. In the seventh house, it perceives within the other more. Rahu will amplify that. That's the quality of Bharani in Rahu. So when we talk of these two axes, once again, the qualities of Bharani in Rahu will be the same, right? This is narcissist number one with Bharani and narcissist number two. So Bharani will be the same, right? Rahu characteristic, Rahu placed in Bharani is the same in both cases. So we will not repeat ourselves like that, okay? So we will go to what happens when Ketu is in these other two nakshatras now. So Rahu in Bharani and Ketu in Swati. Let's cover Ketu in Swati and what that could mean now. So Swati Nakshatra, the bottom half there, as you can see the Ketu qualities in Swati, what does it bring about? And again, more amplified if Venus is sitting with Ketu in the seventh house. Spiritual detachment, Ketu in Swati signifies a strong sense of spiritual detachment detachment from worldly ideas and challenges. These individuals may prioritize their inner spiritual growth and seek a higher understanding of life. Ketu detaches from materialism, goes towards spiritualism. That's why it's a moksha karka. Independence and self-reliance. They tend to value their independence and self-reliance. We are talking about this Ketu over here. The Krahu in Bharani and Ketu in Swati. Yes? <clears throat> Independence and self-reliance. They tend to value independence and self-reliance. Ketu in Swati individuals may prefer to chart their own path and make decisions autonomously. The independence factor of Ketu shines very brightly in Swati Nakshatra. Quest for knowledge. Swati Nakshatra is associated with learning and knowledge. Ketu here can intensify the quest for intellectual growth and wisdom. These individuals may have a natural inclination for self-study and seek deeper meanings and understandings. Simplicity and adaptability. They are often embracing simplicity and adaptability in their lives. Ketu and Swati may find contentment in minimalistic lifestyles. Think about that. Minimalists of our world, they are more like Ketu and Swati. And they are flexible in their approach to life. Why flexible? Swati is sitting within the air sign of Libra. Whenever Ketu sits in air signs, it becomes very flexible in their approach. These are the real broad-minded people, so to speak. <clears throat> interest in healing and balance. Ketu and Swati can bestow an interest in healing and maintaining balance, both physically and emotionally. They may be drawn to practices that promote well-being and equilibrium. Let's speak of the dynamic number two, narcissism number two type. Rahu in Bharani, Ketu in Vishakha. Now the pale has swung a little, right? It has gone to the other nakshatra. So let us see the characteristics of Ketu in Vishakha. There you go, the bottom part. Let's go through it one by one. The ritual quest, it's always number one in Ketu. 
Ketu in Vishakha signifies a strong spiritual quest and a desire for inner transformation. These individuals are often on a spiritual journey to seek higher truths and self-realization. Detachment from materialism. They tend to have a strong detachment from material possessions and worldly desires. Material pursuits often hold less importance for them when Ketu sits in Vishaka, especially with Venus as the dispositor because now it's sitting in Libra. Quest for balance. <clears throat> Vishakha nakshatra is associated with balance and harmony. Ketu here can intensify the quest for balance in various aspects of life. <coughs> They may seek spiritual equilibrium in relationships and personal well-being. Interesting healing. Ketu in Vishakha individuals may have an interest in healing and holistic practices that promote physical and emotional well-being. They may be drawn to alternative healing methods. Ketu is very much into alternative healing. Any kind of alternative healing you can think of falls in the realm of Ketu. Transcendental experiences. These individuals may have a propensity for transcendental or mystical experiences. They may engage in practices that induce altered states of consciousness. So, this is Narcissus number 2, Rahu in Parani and Ketu in Vishakha Parani we already covered. So, now let's jump into the empaths, the two types of empath dynamic that are possible. Let us speak of empath number one, which happens to be Ketu in Bharani and Rahu in Swati, another reversal of the axis. Yes. So let's see what that gives to us. Let's talk of Ketu in Bharani. The bottom one, spiritual journey. Ketu in Bharani signifies a profound spiritual journey and focus on inner growth and self-discovery. Detachment from materialism. These individuals have a strong detachment from material position. Ketu is detachment. <coughs> Endings and transformations. They often experience significant transformation. Bharani is a fiercely transformative nakshatra. Desire for freedom. There is a deep desire for personal freedom. Bharani is very focused on that mystical inclination they may be naturally inclined towards mysticism now keep in mind i'm putting life lesson everywhere as a box reference box keeping respectable boundaries now empaths this we are talking about the empath number one right that's the empath number one so when ketu sits in the first house it by default becomes an empath and Bharani has a problem of boundaries by default, as you can see. Sorry, no, my throat. <clears throat> Bharani has a problem of boundaries, keeping respectable boundaries and bearing restraint. So when Ketu sits in Bharani, these kind of empaths have a strong boundary issue. They tend to get lost in the collective. Okay, you gotta be careful about that. That's empath number one. With Rahu in Swati and Ketu in Bharani. What about Rahu in Swati? Let's see that next. So we were doing Ketu in Bharani, Empath number one. <coughs> you know what's with my cough today? 
and Rahu in Swati, miss. So now let's see what the characteristics of in Swati looks like. The opposite side. <coughs> Swati is first of all desiring independence, independence of thought. And Rahu in Swati, because Swati is ruled by Rahu, <coughs> intensifies that desire for freedom, independence. So Rahu in Swati signifies a strong desire for independence and freedom. These individuals may seek autonomy and self-reliance at all costs. But since this is coming in the seventh house, it will want to show off that independence when it interacts with other seventh house. <clears throat> Adaptability. They tend to be adaptable and flexible, able to navigate different situations with ease. Rock gives that ease. It is a shrewd fellow. Rahu and Swati individuals may find it relatively easy to adjust to changing circumstances. Rahu is very good at adaptation. <clears throat> Quest for knowledge. Hang on a minute. Drink some water. So, Rahu and Swati in the opposite house. We are talking about the seventh house. Seventh house being about others. So, Rahu here will make everything. Rahu amplified about others, how to manipulate others, right? So there you have it, the first box on the top there. Quest for knowledge. Swati Nakshatra is associated with learning and knowledge. Goddess Saraswati really. So Rahu here can enhance the quest for intellectual growth via others. Seventh house. Everything via others. Rahu in the seventh house makes it. How do I gain knowledge? from others. These individuals may have a keen interest in acquiring new skills and expanding their understanding. Okay, especially Venus is sitting in the same house as Rahu. Rahu is in Swati, Venus is in seventh house. Social charisma, who is very, very charismatic fellow. They often possess social charisma and ability to connect with diverse groups of people. Remember, seventh house is about others, so they can connect very fast, very flexible. They may excel in networking and building relationships. This could be a good thing, especially if Venus is sitting there or in good houses, yes? Business-like. Material ambitions. Rahu and Swati may indicate a strong desire for material success and financial stability. Let's recap this just for a minute in perspective because Ketu is sitting in the first house in Bharani and Rahu is now sitting in Swati. So there is a loss of boundary. We talked about Bharani Nakshatra. And then there is sitting a Rahu opposite. So all energy of a person is driven towards others learning from others, doing for others, getting knowledge from others, wisdom from others. See what I'm saying? This is the first empath. Now let's see empath number two dynamic, how it plays out when it goes into Vishakhanakshatva. So empath number two. Now Ketu is sitting in Bharani. We, we are covering Ketu as the empath in the first house. But Rahu is moved to Vishakha, as you can see down there, right? So Rahu, when it moves to Vishakha, what are the general characteristics that are possible? 
There you go. In the top right box there, against Rahu. Ambition for transformation. Rahu in Vishakha signifies a strong desire for personal transformation and growth. We speak about transformation all the time. Understand one thing, please. Transformation can be at many levels. It can be at mind level. It can be at emotional level. It can be at association level with others, association with oneself. It can be just on a psychological level. It can be on a spiritual level. So many levels are there. Transformation don't always associate it with just becoming a spiritual guru. That's a misnomer. Okay. They can become strategic thinkers. Rao is a materialist. can become very good materialist thinker. They tend to be strategic thinkers and may excel in problem solving and planning. Rahu in the seventh house in Vishakha <clears throat> with Ketu in Bharani can make them good planning engineers, for example. Rahu's influence can make them adept at devising strategies to overcome challenges. Determination. Rahu and Vishakha individuals are typically determined and persistent in pursuing their objectives. They do not easily give up and may exhibit a strong will to succeed. Remember this life lesson. I am somehow drawn to this life lesson here at the bottom left corner. What is the life lesson of Vishakha? Always tie in the life lesson of a nakshatra. That's why I have stuck in there in every one of these videos. Okay. Both opposites are needed to bring mutually beneficial goals to fruition. Strategic thinkers, planners, when you're in the seventh house, interacting with others, this becomes dominant. Socially connected, they often value social connections and may have an extensive network of friends and associates. Being in seventh house has become very dominant. Building and maintaining relationships can be a significant part of their lives. So it's about relationships. Ketu in Varani creates a boundaryless empath who wants to go out and just build relationships. Desire for recognition. Recognition and acknowledgement are important to them. They may strive for public recognition and often seek validation for their achievements. Now we are talking about this empath number two. Empath number two detaches from Varani and has the Ketu effects of Bharani, which is over there, sorry, over there, right, Ketu effects of Bharani, it will do that. Also, it will do the Rahu effects of Vishakha, over there. This is how you got to use this entire course, folks. You got to go back, take this slide, and just see the general characteristics of Rahu over there. See my series on Heart of Nakshatra, which I have recapped over here, both life lesson and the top corner for every nakshatra. And then study these characteristics. It's not all about good and bad, okay? It's never about such things. It is about taking what you have, making the best of what you know, and then bringing it to an awareness. It all starts with awareness, folks. The reason I'm bringing this to you is the most powerful realization you can have is understanding yourself. And we are using just one tool here called Vedic Astrology. You can see the chart, see if it works for you, see if there is any validity in it. Okay? Because sometimes the birth time is wrong, place is 
latitude, longitude, all kinds of errors can happen. But if you see a sort of pattern, it is worthwhile to take an exploration. Next, we'll be switching to Kritika Nakshatra and examining the empath narcissist dynamic as it plays out with Rahu and Ketu in Kritika. Okay. Well, take care, be safe, and thank you for watching.